A new era of Gophers women's basketball is just about to start this year, and we're bringing on the coach who is going to lead the way and coach Don Plitzewhite. She joins the show today. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, and we are joined by new head coach of the Gophers women's basketball team, Coach Don Plitzewhite. Thank you so much for taking the time with us, as I know each day can be extremely busy. It, it is, and it's a lot of fun at the same time. So excited to be here and look forward to being on your podcast. Absolutely. Thank you again. And we're going to jump right in, use this time efficiently. So you hit the ground running the day after your interest intro presser and had some practices coming in fresh with no immediate ties to the program. What is that team building process like for you? And how do you and the staff build chemistry within the players and the coaches right from the jump? Well, the number one a task for us in starting here at the University of Minnesota was really to build that connectivity with the young ladies who are in the program, with our, our current players, and then also with the incoming players, and then take that to the next level of recruiting recruiting players to come join us. So the first part of it was spending time with the young ladies who are here, and that was off the court on, on day one. I think that was on a Saturday upon first arriving. And then after the press conference, digging right in and getting out on the court and, and explaining why we're doing the things that we are going to do do on the court to help build our understanding, our awareness. And this this group has been like a I said the, so they're like a group of sponges. They they are hungry. They are they want to be really really good. They've been really fun to work with, and so that's been a been a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk about some of the new staff as well, because I feel like fans always get to see you as the head coach and know the head coach a bit more, but maybe you don't have as much insight on the assistants. So you have three staff members who have joined, you've coached with Ariel Breaker, Aaron Horn, and Jason Jeske. What do you enjoy about each of them? What do they bring to the program from a personality standpoint, but then also in their roles? Well, I'll start really from who's been with the, been working together the longest and that's Aaron Horn and myself. So Ben, this is now going on, I believe it is year eight together. And so someone that I got to know through the recruiting, he was someone who kind of had been an AAU coach, someone that had, I spent some time with. He is, he is an energy giver to the extreme. Aaron is someone who is a DJ on the side. So he's got a lot of personality and a lot of fun. Uh, someone who, you know, does a great job, I think, not only in the recruiting uh, side of things for us, but also in the the skill development side and working with our players and does a lot of the, the, the perimeter work and ball handling skills and those type of things with our with our entire team, not just with a certain group, not just with guards, but with all of our team. You know, then Jason has been with 
Aaron and I now for going on, this will be year seven. Jason is someone who has had head coaching experience before we started working together and someone who understands really does a lot of the big picture items and puts together, helps put together scheduling philosophies. And what are the numbers behind that? And he's a numbers guy and he's got a uh, an accounting background. So both Aaron and Jason both have marketing backgrounds and really help us a great deal in, in how we build our brand and what that exactly looks like. And Jason does a lot of the, the, the game scouting for us and late game situations. And as time has gone on, we've really tried to figure out how to best work together. And, and that's taken some time and we've readjusted a few times and how we go about doing that. And so Jason does a lot with our practice squad, our, our guys who help us get ready for, for practice for games. And, and he really helps coach them and prep them. So, you know, I may be in film with our team and show film of what we need to do and what the other team's doing. And Jason may be on the court showing film uh, to the practice guys of how they, what their personnel looks like and what, what style of play looks like, you know, and he also does a, a great deal of recruiting for us, you know, but he's really busy in a lot of other areas as well. Ariel Breaker is someone who I recruited uh, out of high school, someone who I've known for many, many years. And she did not pick the school that I was at at the time, but <laughs> yeah, I went back and recruited her again. And so this will now be year three with our entire coaching staff together. And so Ariel is someone who has done it and it just it has had a chance to play it, not only at this level, but had a chance to play in four final fours and three national championships, but also was someone who I think really she she had to work her way into a position where she was playing quite a bit. And so she's able to really connect with with our student athletes in a way that is very, very special and 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 really unique. And so she Ariel's our recruiting coordinator does a tremendous job as a recruiting coordinator and so certainly is really busy at this point in time, making sure that we're all connected and, and know kind of it, the, the young ladies that we're recruiting and kind of building those relationships. So uh, the overall, our staff has a lot of fun together. We really do still in yeah. the, the getting settled stages. So that's challenging, but our, our staff has a lot of synergy and a lot of fun. It absolutely sounds like it. I mean, a DJ, an accountant, and then we've got people who've done it firsthand. So I, I can't imagine being a fly on the wall in some of those rooms for sure. Yeah, we have, we get after it a little bit. So the the text messages sometimes start a little bit early in the morning and sometimes go late at night. And, you know, sometimes it's just, it's, uh, it takes what it takes. And right now it, it's, it's a lot of work to try to lay the foundation of how we want to go about about building. And the great part is they are incredible people first and foremost. And so they are just, they're great with our student athletes and help build them in, in any way that we can help them build, not just on the basketball court, but certainly off the court as well. Awesome. Awesome. I have a curious question for you. The Gophers kind of have a unique perspective, in my opinion, having Rachel Bannum assisting with the basketball program as well, who is currently a WNBA player for the listeners that don't know. But right. what has been the most interesting aspect about that to you? What advantages does that give a program in your eyes? Well, I will say this. First of all, I coached against Rachel Bannum. I was coaching at the University of Michigan in her freshman season, freshman campaign. And we held her down. We held her down the first time we played against her. She only scored 28 <laughs> against us. But I do remind her that we actually did did win the game. So, you know, like even though she may have, I think she was, I don't even know, four or six from the arc or whatever it was. 
it, we did come out on top. So, but, <laughs> so we have some good banter about those type of things, but Rachel is someone who I really believe provides a great, uh, a great deal of knowledge and background and passion for our program. And when, you know, when people are on our campus or they talk to Rachel, you feel that it's genuine. She has a, a great love, not only for the game of basketball, but certainly for the Minnesota Gophers and for our women's basketball program, for the university, for the area. So she's someone that we are very, very fortunate to have on, on staff and, you know, really trying to help make sure that she's has time and, and access to do all that she needs to do to be her best as a WNBA player at this point in time. Awesome. Love that. Love that. I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question, but like personality and energy wise, I feel like you and coach Fleck in a room together would be a good time. Have you gotten to know the Gophers football coach at all since you've arrived this spring? I have actually, he called me probably a few days after being here, something along those lines and had a great conversation with him. I actually crashed one of their alumni events. Didn't really intend <laughs> for that to happen, but knew someone who was going met up with that person. And then next thing you know, I think I was having dinner with their alumni and spent some time with PJ and his wife at that point in time. Then had a chance to go watch them in practice and was very impressed with just the the speed, the tempo, but also the attentiveness to detail. It was just off the chart. So it really had fun doing that. Look forward to doing that more often. Great. I don't want to take too much time away from our chats with Coach Plitzwhite, but our show today is brought to you by the friends at Built.com over there with Built Bar. Definitely head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off your order, and try some of that tasty goodness wrapped in 100% real chocolate, power packed with protein up to 17 grams, and only 130 to 140 calories. It's good for you. It tastes good and it has a whole lot of protein, head on over to built.com today. Great. All right, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to learn more about Coach P off the court. And what would you say is your favorite hobby outside of sports? You can't pick any other sports, golf, dancing, none of that counts. What's your favorite hobby outside of sports? You know, the favorite thing I like doing is spending time with our family. Our kids are both in college. And so when we can get together and whatever that looks like, whether that's boating in the summer, whether that's going on a vacation, whether that's honestly spending time together on a weekend, going to church together, just to, I think really being with our family is something that I, I completely cherish. It, it's challenging now because they're really busy too. Right, right. Well, I caught on your Big Ten Network interview that you're a family full of athletes and that competitiveness kind of shows itself all across the board. And you said even in card games, I have to know, what are the go-to card games of the Plitzu White household? Well, it's actually pretty interesting because when COVID kind of hit and we were all in our house together for an extended period of time, you know, we pulled out the cards and, you know, it, Euchre is a is a pretty typical game in in Michigan. In mm -hmm. Wisconsin, it takes a little bit different flair, and that is called sheephead. And okay, so yep, my husband, yep. but it's still there, there's still similarities. So my husband was teaching our kids how to play that. There's you really gotta kind of plan and think. You know, the game that I grew up playing, because my 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 mother is in a family with a number of kids, a lot of cousins together, and we played a game called Pit, and it's a game that you try to trade different different uh, 
commodities, whether it's wheat, barley, that's my game for whatever reason. I don't know why I, I figured that one out. That one's really, really loud though. You have a little bell in the middle. So that's another card game that, that we've enjoyed, but honestly, our family is a little bit more active. We don't really sit around all that much. We're usually outside throwing a baseball around or, or running around, or we're doing something or we're challenging each other in another way. So we don't sit still all that well. Right. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. I mean, you're a family of point guards. So when it comes to the family pickup games, do you and your husband still hold the bragging rights or have the kids kind of given you a run for your money lately? <laughs> the kids are in much better shape than <laughs> we are. So we usually have to split up. And I think the last time that we played, uh, it was, uh, I, I could still rebound and defend a little bit, but I mean, we're more passers and let the kids shoot it because the, that's not really our forte anymore. <laughs> All right. A little bit more serious, but still kind of background on you. Who would you say has had the biggest impact on your life on the court? Well, I've been really blessed. I have a number of coaches, you know, starting back from my, my grade school days into high school. Diane Bame was a, a coach that I had in grade school who you know, we, we are very successful. We wanted a high level, but her message to us was that she wanted to see us smiling and having a good time doing it. And so that's been something that I've really carried through with me. I really hope that our young ladies really can compete and work their tails off, but smile and, and love it. And so as time went on, my favorite athlete from a basketball standpoint, and again, back in the day that I was in high school and in college, you weren't watching women's basketball the way that you are now. College games weren't really on TV all that much. There wasn't a WNBA at that point in time. And so my favorite player was Magic Johnson. But for the same reason, you know, I had this find a way mentality. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll play point guard. I'll play center. I'll do whatever you need. But I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. You know, I've had my high school coaches in Jim Hofferman and Dar Shram, two people that I still really keep in touch with to this day, my high school or college coach in Kevin Borseth, who I've worked with and for a number of years, played for and worked with for a number, number of different um, opportunities with him, someone that I still stay in touch with. And then honestly, my, I had a group of college friends that I have to silence the notifications from them <laughs> because if it's one, it usually goes to 17 really quickly. So I'm glad that I, I'm glad that we're still really close and connected. I'm also glad that I've silenced those notifications. I absolutely get that. The group texts, you love being a part of them, but at the same time, they can be overwhelming in two seconds. So I'm right there with you. So before we move to some more related things about kind of what the early stages of this has looked like for you, I want to do a fun little thing with you. It's called this or that. I'm just going to give you two options and you'll pick which one you prefer. And the first one is movies or TV series. Movies. Card games or board games. Card games. Chipotle or Qdoba? Ooh, Chipotle. Farm chores or house chores? Farm chores. Morning person or night person? Morning person. Fall or spring? Fall. Slides or Crocs? Oh, slides. Savory snack or sweet snack? Both. Oh, I can't do that? <laughs> All right. Would you rather be called clever or driven? Ooh, clever. 
And then finally, do you see yourself as more of a social butterfly or a wallflower? Probably social. Okay. Now we're going to wrap this one up with some talk about you and the team overall and how things have been going. But the first thing I kind of wanted to touch base on is what makes the Big Ten different in your opinion, whether that be style of play, personnel, history, what really stands out about the Big Ten to you? Well, I think the first thing is the history of of the programs and I think the the notoriety of the Big Ten. So you know, it, it's a conference with great, great prestige and, you know, certainly has had some incredible teams and incredible seasons and now is really at, at a very, very high level. So kind of wrapped it all into one at this point in time. <laughs> all right. So then you've talked about kind of choosing a program for the students, the athletes is all about finding that right fit, which I love. Absolutely. And at your introductory presser, you discussed how you kind of build the system around the players you have, but to the fans who might not understand that, how do you account for that in these early stages of things? And what are you like analyzing and considering? Right. That's a great question. I, I really believe that for us, we, we run a, a, have a style of play that is able to be adjusted and, and that's why we're able to morph it to the student athletes that we, to the young ladies that we have. So offensively, we want to actually, this is going to sound crazy, but offensively we want to start with getting stops, you know, because when we get stops, then we can push the ball up the court and we can run and we can attack at that point in time. Offensively, we really want to be able to teach how to, how to attack the, the rim. And there are so many different ways to do that, but how to attack, how to space, how to create opportunities for, our team, and then how to finish plays, you know, what with this rebounding or staying with possessions longer uh, on the defensive end, we'd love to guard in a man to man as much as possible. And we can tweak that based upon the type of type of players that we have, whether that means we are fronting the post, playing behind the post, doubling the post, doubling from different spots, how we're guarding ball screens, where our pickup point is, we can, can alter some of those type of things. But ultimately I think, the 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 reality is typically our teams are really fun to watch because they play with great toughness you know they stay with plays and they play with versatility you'll see players doing a lot of different things on the court and they they play with a lot of a lot of energy a lot of fun a lot of that's the togetherness piece and so typically fans really enjoy watching our teams play because they play really hard they play together you know and and the fun part is watching them grow and evolve so our, our coaching staff has done a tremendous job over the course of time of of really working to develop our players into better versions of themselves over the course of time and then we have a whole development off the court into becoming the most confident version of themselves as a young lady and, and a confident young woman that they can become. So it really becomes fun to watch, watch these, these student athletes continue to progress and learn and try new things. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there's some new faces on this team from the, for the fans uh, since we last saw the team and one that maybe was on the team prior to they were on the team this last year, but weren't able to play is Sophie Hart. Gophers fans haven't been able to see him because she was a new transfer during the middle of the year. But you had um, recruited her at your previous stop as well. In your opinion, what does she bring to this team that maybe it didn't have last year? Sophie is someone who has a really high basketball IQ, first and foremost. 
She's someone who understands, she asks questions, she wants to, wants to grasp all of it, but really she is a presence inside that is very, very special. She, you know, she's someone who can play with her back to the basket. She's someone who can defend in there. She's a very good rebounder, you know, and I think her game is just going to continue to take off. So it's been, she had during our five and a half weeks together uh, of the postseason, she is someone who, you know, continued to really, really grow and take off in a lot of different ways. And, you know, to the point where she was like, oh, I'll handle the ball, get out of here. I'll do this. Yeah, I'll be a little guards to take care of this. I'll do this too. I love that. And you'll have, I believe, five true freshmen on the roster coming in next year. How do you get young players up to the speed of the Division I college basketball at a high major program without rushing the development process? Well, that's a pretty loaded question right there. <laughs> it, it takes what it takes, and it takes a little while to get to that point. It does. But I also believe that what helps, what really helps is, is that within our style of coaching and teaching we break it down to the basics and so it is and then there's a lot of repetition not just in the drills that we do but just in the terminology and so I think it's it's not necessarily easy to pick up on I think probably the biggest adjustment a lot of times for for freshmen is kind of that that intensity of play constantly that there's a relentlessness that is different and so that is something that we will work. It's important that they, that all of our young ladies understand what we're trying to do first and how we want to do it and have success doing it slowly. So slowing them down initially is something that can be kind of hard and then speed them up. But ultimately they have to be able to do it correctly first in order to be sped up and do it correctly once they're sped up. Gotcha. Let's talk, let's talk about the transfer portal a little bit, because I feel like the the transfer space is just wild in college sports these days. Now, it was apparent that you and the staff were pretty active in the transfer portal, but you were particular in the transfer portal, which you love to see. What was the priority for you in the portal, and what did you see in the transfer that is coming in in Janae Sanders? Well, first of all, you know, I really believe that Sophie Hart is someone in, who came in who is... Mm -hmm has the ability she will to be an impact player for us. So that was obviously before our staff got here, right. but we're certainly excited. We talked about her, you know, Janae Sanders is someone who we actually coached against at West Virginia. When we were there, we played against Appalachian state. And so she provides, uh, I think the understanding of not only what it takes, the length of the season, very good ball handler attacks the rim can defend multiple positions. As a matter of fact, when we played against, their team. She guarded our point guard at times. She guarded our six, three post kid at times. So she has okay. versatility, you know, on, on both ends of the court. And that's important, but also someone who we believe just has the, the character and the makeup to be a very, very good leader for us. And, you know, in looking at the youth on our roster, we really believe that that is, that's something that, that we could benefit from. I love it. Well, I have two final questions for you. The first one is about the group that we all know as the Freshies. First off, I don't know what we're going to call them next year because I feel like Sophies doesn't really hit as well. So what have you seen from the four of them since you've kind of came on board here at Minnesota and how they've grown or adapted or responded to the coaching so far? 
Well, we'll start with with Nia. And so actually she will be a freshie again because of her of redshirting. And she is someone who has really progressed during those five and a half weeks in terms of what she was able to do in her rehab scenario and really looked great. I, I believe throughout, you know, she's someone who we recruited at previous institutions. So someone we knew actually pretty well. She's someone who really devoted her time and attention to developing her skill during the time that she was also recovering. And you can tell that she's also someone that as that, that month and a little over a month together in that time frame, that space, she was able to get into some drills that were controlled, either non-contact begin and then controlled contact All towards right. the end. So someone who I really believe is, is really on a great stride from her in her recovery right now. You know, Mallory is, is someone who can play anywhere and within our style of, of play that versatility and that toughness. She really, really fits that at an incredibly high level. Mara is someone who, you know, now is playing is in kind of in that USA three on three trial scenario at this point in time. And the reports that she's given me, she's playing really well. And that's been awesome. Just keep giving her words of encouragement as she's going through it. But someone who really, I, I really believe a lot of her teammates really look up to her and someone who has continued to grow not only in her skill and understanding, but also in her leadership. I think that's a, an area that she has a very, very good gift already and something that we want to continue to encourage in, in her growth um, period. You know, and, and Amaya is someone who I think are, has been really fun to watch. She's someone that we talk about, even with the, the young ladies that, as we go through recruiting process, the process. She's someone who, if I remember correctly, took 12 arc shots last season. Someone who is three for 12, from our four, four for 12 from the arc shot, 33%. So her percentages are good, but her sample size is small. Not someone who really looked to shoot it. Her last workout with us, I think she, in the four on four segment, which is probably a 20 to 25 minute segment, probably took, you know, four or five arc shots in that segment alone. And so someone who we're really trying to encourage her to continue to stretch her game with everyone in what is what that looks like and how stretching her game may be different for maybe very different for Mallory as it is for Amaya or for any of our other student athletes, but, you know, watching them all grow into, you know, di different versions of themselves, you know, but, and that's really fun to watch as they've been going through that. And then they get excited about it when they see the results, you know, but it's not just a, it's not just a straight line, ascent to becoming mm -hmm. a better player it's it's there are some challenges with that and once you get better in one area and then you focus on another area, you may get a little worse and then it takes time and so that continued growth is something that we're going to see you know out of all four of those young ladies right right absolutely it's a process for sure the final question i have for you and thank you again for taking the time out of your day to hop on the podcast with us um we know all fans players coaches staff everybody wants to win but for this question, I want to take out record or postseason play or anything in that department. If we fast forward to the end of the season, outside of wins and losses, what makes next year a successful year one beyond the box scores? Well, we talk a great deal about the aggregate of marginal gain. So if we're getting a little bit better in a lot of different areas, then, you know, we will... You know, I say, we'll blow the roof off of Williams Arena, you know, and, and for us, I think that to get better in a lot of different areas is that process that you're talking about. And, and that can be really 
really challenging because in order to become better, in order to have growth, you're not comfortable growing because you're doing something that you're not as good as you want to be. So there's an uncomfortable phase to that. So we say there's a, there's no growth in the comfort zone. There's no comfort in the growth zone. So I think ultimately in order for us to, to really be successful, we have to be accepting and, and really um, energized about the fact that we are going to be okay being uncomfortable because if we're, we're accept being uncomfortable, that means we are growing. And, and that's really the biggest aspect for us is to continue to grow each day. And then a lot of coaches talk about that, but that's really something that we measure at, at, at all in a lot of different ways so that, so that our players can see it, they can see themselves getting better. That's really, really important. And when you become, when you have, when you see the growth and you see that you're getting better, then you want to do more of it because then right. you become, the better you become at it, the more fun you're having at it. So I think ultimately for us to answer your question, the, the to trust the process, but understand what that, what that means, what the means, what trusting the process really means. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Coach Plitzewhite, for joining us at Locked On Golden Gophers. Listeners, be sure to hit subscribe so you can get this daily Gophers content every day. And be sure to get your season tickets for the Gophers women's basketball team, because this is going to be a team that you absolutely do not want to miss. Thanks again. I wish you a great first year and the many seasons to come here at Minnesota. Sounds great. Thank you.